Hello and welcome to another rousing edition of Solid Steps Radio. My name is Chad Russell. I'm sitting across from Kurt Souter of Featherstone Ministries. How are you doing today, Kurt? Doing super, man. Good. You just got back from a little weekend trip? A little weekend trip. Over yep. in the Middle East? Yeah, it was awesome, man. Israel. Israel. How long were we there? The land of promise, man. How long were we there? Uh, the total trip was 10 days. Yeah. So we were there, you know, about eight. It takes a day to kind of get there, a day to get back. And nice. It was, yeah, it was fantastic. Second time I was in Israel and uh, really, really super hmm. experience. Good. That was great. Love to hear more about that. That's good. So in case you're just joining us live on the radio, this is uh, Solid Steps Radio. We are a show for men by men talking about things from a man's perspective. We've covered the whole gamut. If you want to hear any of our past topics, we talk about marriage, we talk about kids, we talk about sex, we talk about money. That's not nearly as fun to talk about, but you know, we talk about all those things and uh, go back to all of our past shows. You can go to a couple different places. You can go to iTunes. And just type in Solid Steps Radio. You can go to SoundCloud.com. You can go to Facebook and just type in Solid Steps Radio. You can hit, see a history of all of our past Can we talk about shows. sex first today? <laughs> <laughs> that, we're we're going to get to that. <laughs> that. That was the the rude interruption of one of our guests who we have not introduced yet, but we will soon get to him. We're, we're going to drill him. <laughs> <laughs> He's the one who wanted to bring that up. You know, when you get a couple of athletes in the room, that's just what happens, right? They just are talking, talking. But you know what? Growing up as a kid, I want to I want to play something for you, Kurt. I mean, I, I say a kid. You might have been a little bit. You were a little older than me, but you still growing up. You probably do you remember? Tell me what this is if you can remember this. Give it a second, okay? okay. Here we go. Ready? Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of sports. <laughs> <laughs> listen, this listen, is the listen, listen. Sports. Wait. Agony. The agony of <laughs> <laughs> Remember the guy crashing down <laughs> the ski slope? That's the only thing that poor guy was known uh, for. Was that? This wide world of the sports. The wide world of sports Back, on Saturdays, man. That I, was like two centuries ago. I know, think. It seemed like it. Yeah. <laughs> a kid growing up, man, I didn't even care what the sports were. I just loved that intro, that theme song. I don't oh, know yeah. why. Jim McKay come on there and talk about all, all kinds of different sports. And today, you know, I think we're, we're going to talk about a couple of athletes professional athletes and uh every kid i don't know there's something about guys connect with sports even if you're not good at sports like i'm not particularly good at sports but there's something about the drama of sports and the human element of it that just attracts guys to it and we got a couple professional athletes in our uh, studio today we're going to talk talk sports swap stories and 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 talk about uh, the life of a professional athlete we uh, we're not going to talk about sex um Okay, brought, let's, 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 let now. me introduce you. Please introduce, do. He, he's dying to talk. Let, let me introduce you to Ted Schultz. <laughs> and, he, and and Ted, we're not going to talk about sex today. It's <laughs> another show. Apparently we have. So that's, that's another show. Y'all said y'all have been talking about it, so I'm just wondering. <laughs> well, uh, Ted, welcome to the show. Mm-hmm. It's great to have you, man. Thanks, Kurt. Uh, Ted, you, uh, you are a professional what? Golfer, you're a professional golfer. It's great to have you on the show, and we're gonna we're gonna pick your brain about, and, and get some stories, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll do another show on golf and sex. Golf, <laughs> 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 you know, and you know we can laugh about that because you know I I tell my wife I said I've told both my wives. Um, you know, I am so glad that God created sex. And uh, um, you're only married to one, by the way. For oh, those who yeah. are just listening, <laughs> Kurt only has one wife. One, one at a time. Yeah. Um, one's with Jesus and one's here now. And um, so, so, and then our next guest is Amos Martin. Amos, great to have you with us. Great to be here. And no, I don't want to talk about sex. 
<laughs> Getting too old. <laughs> Amos, how old are you anyway? 67. Do you believe it? I know I look a lot younger. You yeah. look incredibly younger, than, uh, and your wife looks far younger than you. She is. <laughs> so, uh, okay, you've been married to Kathy for how, how long? Be 21 years, December the 9th. 20. One year, yeah. and, and you just got back from a trip uh, out west. Yeah, oh man, we love it out west. Uh, we went to Utah and the national parks out there. We only got to see two of the big five in Utah, but it was amazing. We love to hike and be out in God's creation. It's just magnificent, and there's so many things that we have to see here in the United States that people just got to take advantage of it. You don't have to go to the ocean. You don't have to go overseas. You could, it's right here in the United States. It's yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. There's. Uh, times when we are in the mountains and you just you just sense the awesomeness of god absolutely as i uh, our first experience our second experience it was at grand canyon and i never will forget that is you never seen i've seen pictures but it doesn't do it justice i mean until you are standing there on top of it you know god was well, he was dipping his toes in that river down there, sitting on the edge of that canyon, <laughs> because that that place is just unbelievable. Yeah, it is. So okay, we'll we'll do another uh, conversation about. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna have Ted come back in and talk about sex. We're gonna have Amos come in and talk about creation. <laughs> but what we do want to talk with you guys about, we we, we want to talk about uh, your old football stories and uh, your old golf stories, Ted. Um, Amos, you played ball down in Bardstown as a young as a young kid and then you got and then you got recruited to play you at uofl correct and you played uh, both of you guys are hall of uofl hall of famers is that right yes sir mm-hmm. yes that's uh that's quite an accomplishment mm-hmm. and then uh, t- uh amos when you you played what years at uofl 67 to 72 1967 to 72. <laughs> That's five years, Amos. You, you can only play college football four years. I was on the five-year plan. Is uh, I would like to say that I went on to my graduate school, but I was still struggling with the regular degree. So uh, I was injured, redshirted one year because I had a knee injury. So that gave me an excuse, too. for oh, I did almost flunk out of school there. I <laughs> uh, was dating the dating game, but I uh, was fortunate to stay on, so I learned my lesson. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so, okay, so the, the, after you graduated in 72, tell us a little bit about how you entered the pros. Uh, actually, my senior year at UofL, I was, actually had a shoulder injury. I had a chronic dislocation. I really couldn't play linebacker. I played offensive guard because I had a special brace that I wear because my shoulder would pop out of socket. So I got that fixed, and I didn't think I'd really get drafted, but I was, I was fortunate to get drafted in the sixth round by Minnesota. So that started it, uh, and then I you know, made it with the Vikings and stayed there for five years, and it was a great experience. I got traded to Seattle, ended up getting hurt when I got there, sort of one of the knee injuries. I just didn't really come back, and that was sort of the end of my career after six years. It seemed like everything was coming together and sort of blew up, and the knee just didn't respond. Injury is, uh, you know, I mean, when you guys are banging around now, how how tall are you, Amos? Six four. Six four. Mm-hmm. At the time, you were you were weighing in at what? 
my my weight i played sort of inside linebacker and outside linebacker and it just sort of depend uh, for a few years i was playing outside and i'd get my weight down to 225 to 230 and if i was playing more in the middle i'd be up more 245 which back in those days that was a big guy that ain't so big anymore <laughs> <laughs> well, well yeah linebackers nowadays are running what 260 270 there's probably? some of them that are that big there's still most of them are in that 230 to 240 range and uh, a lot of them are shorter and stockier and you know the athletes are just gotten a lot faster and a lot stronger these days because of uh, a lot of the uh, training stuff that's going on in uh, earlier in, in school these days. So Amos, mm-hmm. um, you, you've got three little items uh, right uh, on the counter here. We're in the studio and what what are these th- three little things? Those are, I was uh, fortunate and blessed to play in three Super Bowls while I was with the Vikings and while I'm thinking about that too, I left the Vikings in 1976 and the Vikings have not been back to the Super Bowl since I left. Wow. Yeah, that's right. You, that'll be a trivia question. You all have that one. <laughs> but uh, you've been in three Super Bowls. Three Super Bowls. Yeah, what what great years it was. It was a, it was a great experience. The Vikings had been in 1969, and uh, they lost that game. And then we were there in 73, 74, and 76. And none of those games were very close. And uh, the Pittsburgh game was was probably the only one that was really a close game and uh, the rest of them were sort of blowouts we just never did really perform like uh we had previously to get there Hmm. so but but it was a great experience there's so many guys that don't ever get there so that was it was awesome yeah we i mean chad we were talking yesterday about Hmm. how many i mean how many guys have got three super bowl rings Hmm. and and uh you got you got you got the quiz for, for well Amos? there was uh, there <laughs> was tons two. of them that there was one player who had five Wayne oh, what was the Wayne's name Wayne uh, he played for Denver uh, Dallas and he had five he has five he's the only he's, player he's, who has five Super Bowl rings huh. he's got five Super Bowl mm-hmm. rings now it wasn't all for one team he played for uh, I think three different teams he got five and, Super and then Bowl there's rings. a there's a there's a, a group of guys who've got f- uh, four Super Bowl rings mm-hmm. and then there's uh, a pretty good handful of guy, you know, number of guys who've got three Super Bowl rings. But what a, I mean, that's got to be just an incredible experience. Yeah, you know, that's what you strive for all year is to get to the Super Bowl and to, just to get there and be there. You know, the first game was just, you know, just the whole experience was so phenomenal. You know, being there in the second and the third one, you know, we really uh, not that it wasn't a phenomenal experience, but really trying to say, look, we were there. Let's win this one. And, <laughs> and uh, we just never could put it together. So uh, it was a little frustrating. But again, uh, just to be there, like you say, there's not too many that have that opportunity. That's um, It was Charles yeah. Haley, by the, the way. Charles Haley. Charles Haley. Charles Haley. Played Haley. for the Played defensive uh, 49ers and Cowboys. Did you, did you play against him? No, that would be in the 90s. Yeah, he was. that was way after me. <laughs> I don't think he was born. <laughs> oh, we're uh, we're going to come back with you, Amos. And, Ted, we're, uh, we're going to take a break here. We're going to come back to you because I want to talk with um, uh, when you were uh, back uh, leading the Masters on Sunday afternoon. We're going to talk about that experience, but we need to take a break right now. We'll take a break and come back here shortly. Thanks for listening to Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell, Kurt Souter, and we are talking sports today. And uh, if you want to go to a sporting event, it costs a little bit of money these days. So you may have to take out a second mortgage on your home. So go to LNN Credit Union. <laughs> LNN Credit Union, a local lender who is a fantastic supporter of our show and the community. Uh, they uh, are 
a great institution financially. So if you have any financial needs, please go to LNN Credit Union, a sponsor of our show, and uh, we are very appreciative of them. And we're talking today with Ted Schultz, professional golfer, and Amos Martin, three-time Pro Bowl or says Super Bowl uh, player. And uh, he's got some of his hardware today. We'll have that up on the uh, on our Facebook page, maybe a picture of those Super Bowl rings. So uh, I noticed those rings are pretty big, even if you don't win the Super Bowl. Are the Super Bowl rings, if you win, a little bit bigger? Absolutely. We've got more rocks in there. than, than you know, each, And you can see each one of them got a little bit better. This was the first one, second one, third one. You know, they kept saying that. I think on the last one they said, I don't think they're going to go back anymore. <laughs> Since Amos is leaving there, you know, they won't make it back. <clears throat> that, is, that is incredible that you the last Super Bowl that the Vikings were in was back in 1976. <laughs> wow. Okay, well, uh, we're going to come back to you in a minute, um, Amos. But, Ted, you, uh, you've been playing golf. I mean, you started playing golf when you were a kid. Yeah, eight years old. Eight years old. You you told me a while back, you have never really had a job except playing golf. <laughs> well, I worked work for my dad in the grocery. You're in, in, yeah. in the grocery I, store. I worked at, uh, at a uh, Burger, Queen, Burger Queen, flipping burgers for a while. Worked at a toy store, kid jobs, you know, but... But other than that, other jobs, than that, it's been golf. T- Chad and I were talking about you yesterday, and we said he has never really worked a day in his life. He's played <laughs> golf his whole life. Well, hey, Burger Queen, Burger Queen, and a toy store. That's He's still doing kids' jobs, That's apparently. Right. <laughs> uh, so you start playing when you're eight years old. Now, did you did you have any idea when you're 10, 12 years old, you're starting to play that you really could make it to the pros? No, you know it's funny, my. Uh, my dad encouraged me to he he would always talk about finding some sport you could play for a living so you wouldn't have to work in the grocery store that was the thing because <laughs> it was like we all grew up working in the grocery and now stocking shelves and delivering groceries and and it was a great little mom pop store and uh in downtown louisville that my dad and my uncle ran and my dad would always say now look if you don't want to work in the store the rest of your life work hard at something you know baseball or whatever and so uh that's kind of he put he planted the seed that I could do it because I wasn't that great when I was a kid. I mean, I played and I worked hard at it, and but I didn't really get any formal instruction until I was older, and um, I was kind of a late bloomer. I got on tour when I was twenty-seven, so uh, didn't wasn't a great player in college. I was number one on my team the last couple of years, but our team went great, you know. So I wasn't all-American, none of that stuff. But he just kind of put it in there, and I thought, you know what? And I believed in myself that I could do it, and it worked out. I mean, since eight years old, you have probably played golf almost every a lot, <laughs> almost every day of your life. <laughs> you got to go play golf, and uh, but okay, so you, you, but you played at U of L. You said, what, what, when do you when you're in the, you're, the, you're like Amos? You, yeah. you did the whole five year plan. Ten too. years later, yep. I, <laughs> I, he did it because he got redshirt. I did it because I only want to take twelve hours instead of fifteen each semester. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty smart. Yeah. So, so so you played what years? I played uh, seventy seven to eighty two. Seventy seven to eighty two. Well, seventy eight to eighty two. But because you, you redshirted your first year, no. Yeah. I'd, well, I'd say um, I didn't play. Yeah, I didn't make the team my first year in college. And I was so I played four years. I probably played seventy nine, eighty, eighty one, eighty two. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, how long did it take you to get into pros? You were uh, I got on tour in eighty seven. So, so what, that, that would have been five years after college. So what did you do in between th- those? Played few, played few many years? tours and uh, went to Asia and uh, just you know you just kept working on yeah, your game. Yeah, you work on your game and you go play. I played in the Dakotas and Florida and all over the place. Just the minor leagues, basically. 
and uh, and then every year you go to tour school to see if you can get through it. And then if you get through it, you get to play. And so finally, in 1986 19... tour school, I got through it, finished 15th out of PGA West, got on tour, had no idea what I was doing, <laughs> and uh, lost my card that year. In 86, you made it, and then you lost it. Lost it in 87, yep. So I got back on in 80, then went back to the school at the end of 87, didn't didn't get through this time. So then went to Asia, Diane and I went over to the Asia tour for three, four months, and did that, and bounced around, you know, some other things, and then ended that year, got through again. Got into... And, and then I started playing well enough to stay out there for a while after that. Because you won, you won your first tournament in... 89. In 89. Right. And where was it? Southern Open, down in Georgia. Yeah. Tell us about that. Oh, it was pretty neat. My mom and dad were there. We all stayed at the house. At, uh, uh, Lloyd Lummy Hall, who were neat Christian people in the South there. You know, it was just great. And <laughs> and uh, so we stayed with them and just played the tournament. I can I can still remember a lot of the shots, a lot of putts, a lot of. I, I remember watching the Ryder Cup in the morning because I was teeing off two o'clock on Sunday, last group. And I was watching Azinger play seven Ballesteros in the Ryder Cup. And I, I got so nervous all morning watching that. And I remember it just kind of took all the nerves away and got my mind off of what I had to do that afternoon. And I went out there and uh, shot 66 the last day and won. Wow. Okay, so, so when, you, uh, when you played on Thursday and then Friday, are, are you thinking I, you got a shot at winning? Are, uh, well, not really. I mean, you, you don't really think about winning until you're in the hunt kind of later in the week, you know. In some weeks, I've thought about winning before I started. The Pebble Beach and Senior Tour was that way, but um, not really. You don't really think about it because uh, you don't know how it's going to go. So you shot – what did you shoot the first uh, the first day? Uh, at the Southern Open, I think it was like – I think I shot 66, 66, 68, 66. Wow. Is what, is what the four scores were. And, and you won by what? One. One stroke. <laughs> Jay Haas. <laughs> I, had to, I had to watch him hit a wedge shot on the last hole almost made it. If he'd have held it from the fairway, uh, he would have tied, tied me. Then you go into playoff. Yep, he hit it like a foot. I mean, it almost went in. Oh my goodness! I bet you were. Yeah, it, oh, it was, it was a relief. <laughs> He's such a good wedge player, you know. You, and you know, you have never won. You're sitting there, you're going, "Well, I got to dodge one more bullet here." And he's sitting his wedge, and, and and he hits his shot barely, you know, from the from the fairway, and you realize, "Oh my goodness, I just won." Yeah. Wow. And Paul Zinger came up to me and said, "You're a lifetime member now." Um, I'll never forget him coming over to me and saying. Because when you win, you become a lifetime member on the tour, which is a big deal. You get a lot of privileges and and different things, you know, perks and things. Wow! A tour so you don't you don't lose your tour card at all, then? Well, you lose exempt status, but you don't lose your membership. Okay. So you always you always have a category to play out of. So later on in my career, I played on a champions tour or champions category, a winners category. Back in the day, uh, there would be six, seven, eight tournaments that guys didn't really want to play in towards the end of the year, yeah. and it always get to my category. So when I wasn't exempt, I'd still get to play 10, 11, 12 times a year hmm. in the late 90s. Yeah, because I remember I was going to play golf with you at an FCA outing back several years ago. Right. We were supposed to play, and, right. and last minute, you, you got called out to Nevada. Yeah, yeah. I'm like going, ah, oh, shoot. That was a really interesting <laughs> thing that uh, Sam and I went out there. Because you made the cut, too, right? I did. It was a miracle I made the cut. I made the six-footer in the last hole, the birdie in the last hole to make the cut, which got me in the... <laughs> in uh, the money. In the Well, in the... <laughs> yeah, but it got me in the new... Because they changed the way they do status every year, and that... That cut I made made me like six thousand dollars, which got me in the the web dot com for the next year, which was two thousand nine. Because I hadn't played a tournament, and you know I was teaching, and I hadn't played a tournament in eight or nine years. 
And so it got me status on that where I could play the first 10 or 12 tournaments on that web.com, which I looked at as a real God thing because to go out there, you know, fly to Reno and, and, and play in the altitude, they were just, the odds of me making the cut were just like, there was no way. But we went just to have a fun trip and I would, I'd been working on my game because I was going to play the senior tour. And so it really worked out well. So then I got to play some tournaments the next year. Because I really had nowhere to play in 2009. Okay, so so back, back back at the Southern Open when you won it in 1989. I mean, when a, when a guy wins today, he's going to win anywhere from what nine hundred thousand to one point whatever. <laughs> yeah. But back back seventy two thousand. That's, that's, that's what I got. When you won, you, you got seventy two thousand. That's 80, it. Eighty nine. Yep. That's kind of like Amos's bonus yeah, uh, with yeah, the Vikings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You said, what, what did you say? Your bonus? 6000 baby. Yeah. I, was, I, bought me, I bought me a couple of new cars. <laughs> you get your bonus with the Vikings, and you get $6,000. Today, a bonus is going to run uh, those guys who knows how much. Oh, it's, oh it's, Man, they make that per tackle now. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> so, so, okay, so, Ted, that, but you, you in, uh, you're getting ready for the Masters. Yep. And, and and you well it's funny 1990 was my first masters and i was so nervous it was it was like please lord don't let anything happen to me before i get there because <laughs> the playing the masters is a big deal right? it's yeah. a huge deal and you get there your first year and you haven't got a clue of the I mean, the golf course is scalped it's fast the greens are fast you know and it's just difficult it's 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 unlike any other tournament uh, the speed of the greens and everything. Oh, because, and the undulations. Because you won the tournament in 89, you get yep. invited to the Masters in, in 90. 90, yeah. So you're playing in 90. It's, it's the first major tournament uh, of the year. Yeah. And what happened? I, I had some brand new shoes on and Andy <laughs> on Sunday, and I'm breaking them in, and I'm just hitting some balls out there. I got there early, and Andy Bean comes by and says, come on, let's play nine holes. So I wasn't going to say no. So I went out to play nine holes with him, and I blew out two big uh, blisters on the back of my ankles. Because <laughs> of the new shoes. Back then, they weren't like now. They're like tennis shoes. You break them in pretty easy. Back then, they were a little stiffer, you know, heavier. And and so I'll never forget that. And somehow, I got through the week, but I missed the cut. I, I just wasn't ready for the greens. And, and that's, uh, a, yeah. that's, that's amazing. Okay, we're going to come back to that because uh, uh, a couple years later, two or three years later, you were really in the hunt at yeah. the Masters on Sunday afternoon. We're going to talk about that in a minute, but we're going to take a break. Yeah, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back shortly, and we're going to come back and talk to Amos and Ted more about their professional sports careers on Solid Steps Radio. <laughs> 